0: Hi there, I'm Stephen Leftak, Editor of The Drum, and I wanted to share with you an interview that I conducted recently with Keith Weeds, the President of the Advertising Association, around his views on how the industry is doing when it comes to brand purpose, which he was heavily involved in pushing well at Unilever, and also how he hopes to help re-establish trust in advertising through his role within the Advertising Association. We also talked about a new role that he's taken up with The Drum where he's going to be our monthly agony uncle and he's going to relay advice to marketers who have a bit of a problem that maybe he can put some of his experience towards trying to help them resolve. And if anyone wants to get in touch with Keith, you can email him your questions at keith.weed at the drum.com. There was a bit of background noise here as we conducted it in a, a public place during the Advertising Association's lead conference in Edinburgh at the end of last year, but I hope you still enjoy the interview. So I'm here in Edinburgh, joined by the marketing legend that is Keith Weed, although I don't know how to introduce you anymore. Keith,
1: what would you say your role of many roles is these days? Well, the way I do it, and um, thanks so much for uh, asking me to talk to you, Uh, the way I do it right now is I say I'm an independent director and trustee um, and also president of the advertising association. So on the director and trustee side, um, I'm a director of uh, several different uh, companies and on the trustee side, on the board of uh, several charities. And I'm also doing some angel investing. Uh, I've angel invested in four companies. So um, a little bit of everything right now. The whole idea was to go from the 24-7 one job to a portfolio of fun stuff mm. and you've absolutely not been taking it easy since uh, your departure from unilever in may what,
0: what what is it that you really want to keep going and what, what do you want to achieve going forward
1: well i i um, uh, i have a particular love um in um uh, from my unilever days in serving com- communities, serving consumers, serving society. Um, and, uh, and one of the ways we did that was with through you know, products and services, you know, everyday products from um, you know, food and nutrition through to cleaning homes, etc. And through that process, I got to know the advertising industry. Um, and the advertising industry, uh, unfortunately, given it's an advertising industry, you think it'd have a, a good job at being able to promote itself, um, doesn't have the best of reputations. Um, uh, but if you actually think what advertising does... Uh, What advertising does is connect people to products and services that they want um, and explain to them how this might help them or make their life a little bit better or something they might need, uh, etc. And when that happens successfully, uh, the consumer who then buys the product or services um, has um, uh, the positive Um, uh, benefit in their life and economically um, you know countries grow and you know as we know uh, economic growth is good for everyone good for society uh, etc so that sort of combination of how advertising connects the buyers and sellers and also um, in building brands uh, creates uh, economic value as well so i think it's a really fascinating industry it's going through a bit of a challenge right now um, and uh, in that challenge, um, I would love to um, be part of, of making sure that advertising ends up where it should be mm-hmm. uh, serving consumers and, and clients, building brands, uh, and not on the back foot um, around the area right now of, of trust. Um, which is a big challenge.
0: And we're at uh, the Advertising Association's conference lead here in Edinburgh, and that's where we've been talking about uh, trust and rebuilding that within advertising. How, how does the industry begin to go about that, though? It's, 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 I mean, it feels like something that
1: should have been doing long before now. Well, I think the way you go about addressing every problem is, first of all, is accepting you have a problem. Um, and identifying what that problem is and we've had this trust work group which has the whole spectrum of people uh, on it um, so it's, it's led by a couple of the industry bodies um, ISBA, which is the industry body representing advertisers mm-hmm. and the IPA, which is the industry body uh, representing agency, advertising agencies but then on there you have everyone from ITV through to Google uh, direct lines, so brand advertisers, uh, media companies um, and uh, agencies and we've been doing a, a piece of work now um, over, what, 18 months or so, um, trying to get to the bottom of what are the, uh, the things that are driving this this, this issue. Um, and actually, you know, if I, if I list them, they, they won't be any any surprises. But the, the thing is, is when you put them all together, um, it's undermining uh, trust. And at the end of the day, you know, what, you know, what is a brand? Uh, A brand is is a product with a lot of trust building its values, etc. So without trust, a brand is just a product. And without trust, advertising is just noise. So identifying what are the things. Now, if I say the things are things like bombardment, you'll recognise that. Some of the unintended consequences of moving into digital advertising has been that advertisers can target uh, consumers in in, in different ways and in fact um, there's the possibility of getting much more uh, economically um, uh, advantageous ways of of advertising, Uh, which means some uh, advertisers are using some types of advertising too much. And that level of bombardment just basically makes people uh, feel very negative about not only advertising but by the brand advertiser. So one of the things is just explaining to the brand advertisers is that it's cost them a lot of money to do all the advertising, and by the way, you're annoying the person as well. Mm. So there's one all around bombardment. There's another one around um, excess frequency and retargeting. We've felt this, as, as I'm sure yourself, as you go around the internet and you get retargeted um, with with ads, and again. I don't think people know because, again, it's changed a huge amount what good looks like um, and the unintended consequences there are they're irritating a load of people. So there's that sort of area, another area around data um, and the use of data um, or the misuse of data as well. Uh, and um, I can go on with the full seven deadly sins, you'll be Mm -hmm. glad I won't (laughs) having said that, if if anyone um, is interested, if you go on the advertising association website um, I gave a speech when I started as president of the advertising association about the seven deadly sins, and then since then we now have a five point action plan as an industry that we want to uh, take on to start addressing it, and I don't think it's because something's going to change overnight but if we don't start the journey to really looking at how advertising serves society serves consumers better and builds trust the only thing that will happen you know, the trend is your friend the line is going south it will carry on going south mm. and what i'd like to do in my 3 years as as president of the advertising association is turn that line around
0: yeah and you're you heavily involved in uh, leading uh, purpose uh, driven marketing within unilever how do you think that's evolved beyond Unilever how do you think the industry is adopting that are they doing a good enough job of of
1: serving society yeah I'm really glad you say it's serving society because at the end of the day if you look at what business was when business started uh, it was very much serving individuals and serving society and if you served individuals and society uh, better than the alternative your competition mm. your business grew uh, and not their business and uh, and i th- i think that was a a real um social contract that businesses had and somewhere i don't know whether it was the 70s 80s 90s um uh, i think it all got a little bit lost and it got into selling more stuff um and i believe uh, purpose and 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 working out how businesses and brands can better serve uh, societies and, the, and planets um, is, um, is a real way to ultimately make business and marketing noble again, to take it back to what it was, serving people, serving societies. And I'm often asked, um, you know, what's the business case uh, for sustainability, for environmental and social sustainability? And I always answer, you know, I'd love to see the business case for the alternative. (laughs) What is the business case for destroying the very planet we live in? What is the business case for pulling apart the societies we're trying to serve? And I don't think you can have a a healthy business in an unhealthy society. So I think if you stand back far enough, the UN, uh, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, you know, which is the... The sort of planet to-do list uh, spells it out well. Um, there are some things that we need to do right now which will be good for society and, and the planet and, funny enough, good for the economy as well. And so this is not just about a social issue, this is about an, it's an economic issue as well that doing the right thing, funnily enough, um, uh, in a focused way can both build your business and your brand uh, and also can um, uh, do the right things for society. And when I started, when I, was, I was the Chief Marketing Officer of Unilever, as you mentioned, but I also was responsible for sustainability, for environmental and social sustainability. And ten years ago, we started the Unilever Sustainable Living Plan, uh, and you're right, we looked at purpose and how we're going to build our brands differently. And now looking back over that last 10 years, we have some brands that have not only done you know, some real positive impact uh, on, on building the brands like Dove, um, which is now you know, a multi-billion uh, uh, dollar success. Um, it's also the largest um, educator of self-esteem in the world. It's already taught over 30 million young girls uh, about um, thinking about their body differently, their whole sort of you know, real beauty approach. But just decoding the beauty industry and explaining um, to to young girls that um, there's a different way of looking at this than you might see in the beauty magazines. Now we call that the brand say and the brand do. So the brand say is the advertising around real beauty. The brand do is uh, what's the brand actually do? So when I come back to your question about brand purpose I think where uh, we need to go as business people, as marketers, as advertisers is not just find that purpose which resonates with people and with the brand but goes beyond the advertising and the positioning that goes into so what? I mean like what are you really doing? And if a brand like Dove can on one side create the advertising which engages people on a particular issue um, and, and build... A point of view and then deliver against it or by the way I could say Ben and Jerry's and what Ben and Jerry's does on climate justice and social justice uh, or Domestos in building toilets and teaching people about sanitation if we took that, those approach to more brands and I'm not suggesting every brand is, but more brands um, I think not only would it be good for society it would be fabulous for the industry and, and funnily enough independent of the five actions the advertising association are putting out right now on how to build trust you know, that sort of stuff would build trust again yeah. Finally,
0: uh, one of your new roles in life is going to be uh, becoming the agony uncle for the drum readers. What do you hope that you'll be able to, to offer marketers who come to you
1: seeking your, your sage advice and experience? Well, firstly, thank you very much for inviting me to do this because um, I, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to talk about things that matter. Um, and I am passionate uh, about this industry I do think it's the most fabulous time to be in this industry there's so much opportunity so much change and of course as business people we always look on the downside and the challenges etc but if you stand back you know we are inventing the way brands are built in, in the modern world and there's no manual there's no rule book uh, we are making this up as we go along so what I'd love to be able to do is explore some of those uh, issues and challenges that people have Um, and uh, and, and share, because I think collectively um, we, we learn more. You know, none of us are as smart as all of us, and I think if we start sharing some of these ideas, um, hopefully it might sort of reinforce an idea someone has and give them the um, uh, sort of ability to go bolder and bigger, or maybe it challenges the current view and makes them rethink a little bit what they're doing, or hopefully, totally new ideas, and say, wow, yeah, I hadn't thought about that, I'll try that. Whichever of the three, um, I think this, uh, this column could be fun. Uh, I think it will be as well. Keith, thank you very much. It's great to speak to you. Good to speak to you too, Stephen.